Hey people of the world, we are coming to you live for the first episode of Page Turners. Page Turners is an LGBTQ friendly podcast. This is your host McKenna and Liberty. Grab a drink, get cozy, and get ready to listen to us talk about books. So Liberty, what are you reading at the moment? Daddy, Daddy and Me is by Sean Michael. It is a very, very good book. Um, I quickly found myself after opening from page one, really liking it, which I was surprised I would. Not mainly because of like the description of her or anything, just because I had just gotten done reading an action book and this was obviously domestic. And when you think kind of about me, it's kind of hard for me to make that big shift over. Yeah. Which, like, right. as McKenna's saying, that that's just normal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I'm going to try and make this brief and not give any spoilers, but in Daddy and Daddy and Daddy, Daddy and Me, he, um, his best friend died and he was her sperm donor and his, he has two kids now. Well, his partner, um, named Mitch left him. So he hires this nanny named Donnie. Well, his nanny, who we end up finding out, um, his nickname is Don. So that's how I will be referring him because that's how he is pretty much in the whole book. Mm -hmm. And him end up kind of having a spark. Oh, saucy. And so I was kind of one of those people that was like, okay, how is this gonna, how is this gonna kind of go? And in the book, it's kind of made to seem like they're supposed to get together. So I'm kind of thinking that that's where we're going and mm-hmm. I'm really and hoping but I know that um when things do start to get good between them Mitch kind of comes back into the picture and he's a real big jerk that's Ooh. like he starts kind of threatening them and it's really he's just a jerk and I really don't like that part of him but I really like the book it's really it's really good and I love his son, Robin, because his son, and I'm not a kid person, so for me to say, <laughs> no, guys, she is not a kid person. <laughs> so for me to say I love a kid, it is like really, like, I just adore him. This is a top tier child here. <laughs> I adore him. He is so adorable. And I just, I love how sweet he is. And one of the quotes I will quote was, they were kind of flirting in front of Robin, who's, I think, about probably three or four. I can't exactly remember. Because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really talk about his age that much. Watch me say that. And he's like five or six. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and he was, um, the father, who is Jeff, um, was talking to Don and Robin. And Robin was basically saying that Donnie was his. Well, so, <laughs> Jeff said, well, what if I want Dawn to be mine? And was kind of being a little saucy and flirty. Like, very sassy, it sounds. Yes, he's a very sassy man, and I love him. But, and, <laughs> Robin's like, no, Dawn's mine. And I loved it. It was so cute. Um, and it was definitely, it's definitely really, really good, especially in the LGBTQ group mm-hmm. with the domestic. Because I read a ton of boy on boy. I love it. That is, you can, like, literally, McKenna will tell you, that is literally what half of my bookshelf is, <laughs> other yes. than manga. Which most of those are boy love, too. Um, but I love writing about LGBTQ, LGBTQ. I love reading it. It is just so amazing, and I love domestic, but I also love the fantasy and the, like, action. And that's what I just got done reading. The last two slash three books I just read were action, so then going from action to domestic. Mm -hmm. Like, I read Heart of Texas, but that still kind of has some action because of his dad and all that. And, like, the bar fights, because the bar fights are nice. Cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be nice to my babies so how far are you in daddy daddy and me oh gosh um almost done with that actually it's it's really good i can't put it out i'm on page 156 i believe out of um give me one second i'm checking guys i seriously can't go anywhere without this book 207 so i'm almost done and mm-hmm. it's really good so that's why i'm kind of trying to angle it towards 
early on the book because no spoilers if they're together or not yet. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to angle it more towards the beginning so that it's kind of not giving spoilers right now. But I really like how Jeff is a chef because that kind of brings my cooking and artistic side to life. So I'm like, mmm. That runs Jeff the chef. <laughs> so I'm like, mmm, would that make a good food combination? Like, that's just what comes into my mind. And then he'll talk about it. And I'm like, okay. I love this man. I have two questions for you, Liberty. Yes. The first one is, um, have you seen good character development as you've grown? Like, have you seen any? Yes. Oh my gosh, Yes. At the beginning, um, Jeff was very, I don't know what to do. I have these two kids dropped on me because my best friend just died. What do I do? Like, classic struggling midlife crisis because you have these two kids that you never were supposed to, like, have. Like, he was part of their life, but never, Mm -hmm. like, these are my kids, they live with me. And then his partner left him, who had been his partner for eight years. Let me just say how that's so messed up. Um... So, and now he's like, these are, these children are my life, which I love that development. It's like Quinn in my book, No Matter the Cost, with him going from depending on Keegan to saying, you know what, I can stand on my own two feet. I can do this. Now, Keegan does not leave him. Let's get that out there. (laughs) That will not be happening anytime soon. Um, the ratings. But... He, he stands on his own two feet by the end of it, and he mm-hmm. starts making his own calls. And that's what I love about books. I love writing when they make their own calls. I love character development. That is one of my favorite things about books, our character development and the romance that goes along with it. Because I'm such a romantic. And so these things, I'm like, mmm. <laughs> and sometimes I'll be reading and I'll be like, I can see these in some fan fictions. Because guys, I love fan fictions. I'm always either reading on my phone or on paper or I'm writing. So, or I'm planning. I'm, I've been known to sit there with my plotting book and start writing out plots randomly throughout the day in school. So that's always lovely when my friends are sitting next to me and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you think? What does it look like? What does my pace say? If it says beginning, middle, end, what does, what do you think? Um... Hmm, let's see. Is that your dinner plan? Are you meal prepping? <laughs> Beginning, prepping? middle, end. Totally. But, uh, so, yeah, I really, really adore these characters. So, you should definitely check it out. It is self-published, so there is, um, I will say on the back of the copy I have, there's, like, one space error. That's it, like, one mm-hmm. where you can tell it's a spatial error. I think throughout the book there's a few... But it really doesn't take away from, unless you're a grammar fanatic, which I am a grammar fanatic at times. So I was surprised it didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. But it was just so, it's so good. And I love them so much. And I will tell you, there was a scene where we thought that there was some food poisoning involved. And Mama Bear was about ready to come out. I was like, (laughs) I bet, I know who it is. I bet you. And see, the kid's grandfather um, on Beth's side, who is his best friend, her parents, the dad is a retired policeman. He Mm. thought the same thing I did that I had been saying for two chapters. And I was like, how much more obvious can it get? It's also kind of a mystery. Not just the It kind of is. Because there's like, you kind of know like who's doing it because of the threats that have been said by not just Mitch, but different characters. So it's kind of one of those things that it's like, is it, who is it? Who could it be? But you kind of know, because at this point, I'm kind of, but I'm also a very big into detective reading, so I'm like, mm, I know how to do these. <laughs> so, it's taking Rumpa vibes. So, I I told you all I, I like manga, and now I'll be talking about anime in this. So, it's definitely, I, I love it. It's just, there's very, very little words, and I probably sound like an idiot right now, very little words to describe this book. And that may be because I get way too attached to my books, and I absolutely love them. And there's very few books that I will tell you I cannot read them. There was, I think, one book this whole last year that I just could not... Like, I read it, the whole thing. It was I read the whole thing, because I'm one of those people that it's very hard for me to not ever finish it, even if I do take a little break. But it was just one of those books that it was kind of like... It was... It's called Five Seconds, and it's a good manga. It's good. 
But the character on the cover, you're with one chapter, and then it goes to different characters. And it annoys me because the whole five seconds is with that one character. And it starts talking about that one character in the whole summary. And they're only in there for one chapter. Thank you for that side tangent. <laughs> um, my last question for your book is, what star rating would you give it? Out of five being the best, one being the worst, what would you give this one? What you predict you would give? I give all of my books fives, pretty much, so probably, <laughs> a prob- five? if we're going out of ten, probably I'd say an 8.5 so far, because it is so, so good. <laughs> I just love these characters, and I want to wrap them up in a big ball of love, and give them love, because I know from experience that the LGBTQ community is just... Some people are just so harsh, and so when you have these books where you know they probably have to go through this mm-hmm. early in their life, because in this it doesn't talk about it really at all, but I've had books where it talks about it so much, and it impacts the characters, and in books I've written, it impacts the characters so much, and you just want to hold them and tell them that you're there for them and that they're okay, because I am one of the biggest LGBTQ supporters <laughs> And it just, it, it makes me sick when people talk bad about them. And I honestly, um, I am a pretty calm person, but that is probably one of the only times I've ever went to punch someone. Guys, I want to give you a little um, insight onto why we are so open and such um, LGBTQ positive people. We are sisters, as you know, um, but we were raised with two moms. And so for us, this is a near and dear subject Uh, yeah and we've had people even in our own lives that we've considered dear to us turn and be very hostile yes and very homophobic and it's just very hard when you have someone that you can call family and then they turn on you like that it's very 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 hard and so I can't imagine what some of these people are I can but I also can't imagine what some of these people are going through like when Let's say it's a guy and they come out to their family and their dad starts hitting them. I cannot imagine that. Like, that is the worst possible pain, I think, that, like, when you come out, you could possibly get and getting kicked out. Because I know, I've had relationships with non-binary, male, and female. I know that no matter what my relationship is, my parents and my sister are always going to be there for me, no matter what it is. And so, it's really hard when you read books and their family aren't there for them. It, it it makes me upset. It makes me cry. And I don't cry very easily. So that's saying something. Because I honestly want to tell those characters, I am here for you. I will be your adopted mother. <laughs> I will adopt you. I don't care if you're older than me. I will adopt you, honey. Don't worry. But just, it, it breaks my heart. And I can relate so much because of people I've had as friends. And... As a writer, you can really understand, I think, some of those, especially as an LGBTQ writer, some of those things that people go through. Because you have to interview people. You have to ask them. And so when you start writing and you really get into those characters, you can really feel the emotions. Like, I've started breaking down crying because of chapters I've written. And all we, we were literally sitting there putting up the Christmas tree, and I started crying. And they were really worried. They were like, what is going on? And I had to tell them, I'm writing a chapter, and it's just hard right now because their whole family is homophobic. And so when you're going through that, and you're writing about it, and you're not in that situation, it's a complete flip. And even if you are in that situation. Sorry, I'm getting told to calm down over here. <laughs> no, just slow down. You're talking really fast. <laughs> You, you guys got to remember, I'm a fangirl, so I'm used to having to get in my little fangirl rampages, and so I've been used to going literally Mach 20. So, McKenna, what are you reading currently, without me going on a tangent? Oh, well, I mean, that's kind of a tough question, because normally I am the type of person to only read one book at a time. Like, I'm not big on audiobooks. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, and... There's times for them, like, when you're driving or cleaning or something, but generally I'm only reading one book, but right now I'm reading, like, it seems like a million. Um, Guys, she's just now learning how it is to be me. I have never read just one book, ever, and she used to be like, how are you, how do you do that? 
so now she's kind of adapting to how I am, and it's very amusing watching this. So, I'll stop. Well, you see, growing up and everything, I would read a bunch at the same time, and I think it's a little different when you're younger, but... It's not that I get Definitely. confused between the stories or anything like that, because I can keep them separate. I could read 15 and know exactly from each one. But I just feel overwhelmed, like, I'm never going to finish all of them if I'm reading more than one at a time. So You're right, never going to finish all the books you want to read anyways. Well, though, so that's the saddest <laughs> part. <laughs> that's the biggest dilemma of a bookworm and a reader, right? Like, you're never going to finish. But that's why one of the options for our podcast was going to be so much to read such little time. Exactly. Um, but right now, I feel like the one thing I'm the furthest in is Across the Green Grass Fields, um, by Shauna McGuire. It is the sixth book and installment in the Wayward Children series. And pre ordered by yours truly <laughs> for her birthday because this queen deserves it. Yeah, so I've been waiting since October for this to be released, and it finally came out the 12th of January, which is really exciting. I. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is my first ever fantasy series. And I think if I'm thinking completely correctly, this is the first ever like true fantasy that I've ever really read. Because it's not my genre. My genre is like romance, like contemporary drama, like very sad or just like classics. But never fantasy. I dabble, like dip my toes in sci-fi. Welcome to the fandom. That's literally almost all of what I read half the time, other than, like, Daddy, Daddy, and Me, where it's yeah. modern day. See, we're so opposites in yes. a lot of aspects of our reading. But, yeah, it's really funny, because some of the books that I've been looking at for, like, Valentine's Day and stuff, she'll be like, oh, I've heard that's really good, or oh, I have that, <laughs> and I'm like... I will tell you, I am a little bit of a jealous person over my books. And so I'm like, what books haven't you read? <laughs> Just like that sassiness, because I'm a very sassy person. And so it's really funny when I get her into anime, because I'm like, okay, let's see. Because I like to be kind of a little suka, and that's a Russian word, and I'm not translating. But um, it's... I like to be a jerk and go, so, do you know who this character is? When I obviously know that she, <laughs> she's horrible at names, guys. Horrible. And so I like to be a jerk and go, so, who's this character? Like, in Attack on Titan, I'll do that because there are so many characters. Even in Black Butler, I'll be like, mm, do you know who this is? Or, like, episodes she's watched maybe once or twice. Like, dang it, Rampa, I'll do that. And it's just... <laughs> I will say I'm a little bit of mean with her, but she loves me and we got a good friendship. But, you know... Yeah. Power to us. <laughs> um, no, it's it's funny because she'll be like, are you kidding? You read this too? And she'll have this look and I'm like, uh, yeah, I've read this. <laughs> well, like because I'm, you don't read, like you don't usually read boy on boy games. But they're romance and I read romance and yeah. I read a lot of YA. And then there's you, I don't remember the name of these characters. <laughs> I'm like, how? Because I'm one of those people that I remember names like, unfreakishly so and I think that's because I have a writer's brain where I have to be able to remember names plots character designs all of it like I will remember it for years I can probably tell you the entire plot of literally paw print which is a released book of mine and what's going to happen the very last book I could probably right now rattle off what's going to happen in between yeah. which I can't because spoilers um and actually my best friend is currently oh Un impatiently waiting for the next book to come out, um, which I won't talk about that because I'm planning to do a podcast that talks about all of that. So if you guys want to hear more about that, please go check it out and please don't be mean to me. I'm a child, not really, but I'm, yeah. I'm sensitive and I'm actually no, I'm not really. <laughs> but my I I have mood swings, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the <laughs> and across the green uh, grass field, sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> you forget your title? No, I was, I was thinking, but it's good. I will say, as I was getting it and looking at the book for the first time, it said that it was a standalone spinoff. It went in the series, but it stood by itself. You could read it and not have to read any of the others. And I was a little bummed by that because I really like the characters. Yeah, go ahead. Um... So, 
is it actually a standalone? Like, are they are there the same characters? Because I know that you are really excited about that, and I know that when you first found that out, you were kind of sad about it. But you haven't really talked to me about it because I talked about maybe wanting to read the series mm-hmm. because it has some LGBTQ factors in it. So yeah, um, no, it is completely different characters, and the whole thing oh, is like the very so first sorry. book of the series is this house of all these children who get to go to these doorways that lead to different lands that fit their needs and what they are, like, their dreams, essentially. Um, and one goes to, like, a candy base, like a sugar confectioner's land. And one goes to an underwater world. And it's just different for every character. And it goes through each of the books after the first one. Talk about one of the characters in particular and it talks about their story and what caused them to go there because most of them came from a home life that I mean isn't bad but it's like low-key different things like one of them the girl was always taught how ladies should act and her sister was like well this is the more of the um you can play sports and you can be dirty but you have to wear dresses and only dresses and be part of tea parties and be a proper lady and it's things like that that Shannon McGuire really delves into that's really great I feel like representation of things that are not really spoken about taboo yeah and I think we can really relate to that because we do have some family friends that are um I will say I'm really trying not to so I apologize in advance um I cuss a lot and that may be because I'm younger so I don't have as much control over (laughs) my I don't have any really like barriers but I like in my books there is not I think there's only like two books of mine that I wrote for like my grandfather and my grandmother that don't have really any cuss words in them because I wanted to impress them and I wanted to kind of bring in the fact that yes I can do it I just choose not to but so when we do have those family friends come over um before COVID obviously they would do the, well, that's not how a lady should act. And there have been some times I want to be a smart butt and go, well, what if I'm not a lady? And because, like, it's just very frustrating when you're trying to express yourself and you let, like, I'm not even talking about F-bombs. I'm just talking about, like, just simple, like, basic ones. Mm -hmm. And it's just so annoying when... You get told, that's not how a lady should act. And I kind of want to be a, a smart aleck and go, should I cross my legs too and sit there and sip tea? Because yes, guys, I can be a lady. I have done it before. <laughs> and I do have my own little teacup at my dresses. Um, gotta have little personal tea parties while you watch them like butler. But it's very frustrating. Why do we need these labels yes. of this is how it should be, this is what it is? Why can't I just be me and be yeah unapologetically myself in everything that I do you know why do I have to be labeled this is a woman's thing this is a lady's thing this is a man's thing this is what men are supposed to do they're supposed to go to work and work and work hard and oh I'm a big strong man hi honey I'm here to pretty much get you children because that's what a lot of like I think older couples not like like, older than our grandparents, kind like of... The generation. Yes, the generations before were kind of, like, a woman's job is to carry children and cook and clean. And if you view it that way, that's fine. Like, like that's... it's not... We're not against you. But we're just saying for us, when people come to us and say that, it's very degrading, especially for me, who is... I am one of those people that I am not a cooking or cleaner person. I... No... All of my partners have known that I'm not going to be in the kitchen waiting for you. And if I'm in the kitchen waiting for you, you better make sure there's not a knife in my hand. Because that means you probably messed up. (laughs) Or that I'm being weird and cooking you food. And usually that ends up pretty good, but... (laughs) I am not one of those people that stays with tradition. I am a very weird person, and I go all out when I want to. Yeah. But, so... Yeah, that's really cool how you were saying how she... Shannon McGuire, was it? Shannon McGuire. Um, sorry, guys. I'm a little rusty on pronouncing names sometimes, so I have to check. <laughs> um, but it's really... I really like how you say that she mm-hmm. goes into that. Because that is definitely something that I feel like more writers should. Because as a writer, I can relate with wanting to get out there and have your characters expel- do that. And in my 
podcast I will talk about a little bit more about that so I'm stopping myself from going on another tangent like I did at the beginning of this. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, We're only at 10 minutes and 31 seconds for this side of this podcast. It's okay. Well, with the whole series though, the idea is that they are um, kicked out of their land, essentially where they are, the doorway they went through. They have to come back into the real world and it's really hard for them to um, reacquaint themselves with our daily lives, you know. And so the home for wayward children um, is for them to learn how to live in our society and live under the rules that we have. Um, and then each book after is about a character, like I said. And I think my favorite one was the fourth one when it's set in the goblin market and I just really liked the world building in it and these books aren't very long so it's really hard to go too in depth but it was absolutely my favorite um so from there I was hoping to get something more like that and I I guess it's the world I guess in itself that I liked so I mean it was Difficult to see that it wasn't going to be any character from the very first book that we learned about. But so far, it's really good. I'm about halfway through it, I would say, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's different, but in a good way. Um, this one's set in a more, like, equestrian land with... Um, Oh my gosh. The Kentars? Kentars? Um, Centaurs. Centaurs. Yes, I couldn't even think of what they're called. Yeah, you're fine. I have those in my in one of my really big series that I write. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know how to spell it halfway. That's why we got spell check. <laughs> I just don't know how to pronounce it. But no, they're they can be mean. Those are pretty mean. Actually in this, the centaurs are the nice ones. Oh really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that usually that's the complete opposite. So that's really cool. Oh, I love that. Um, I really quickly want to give a. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure before I went on a little tangent. I want to give a shout out to my favorite author because you guys should really go check out their stuff. They are so good. Uh, Mary Holmes has. How I originally started reading her stuff was her Marshall series with Ian Dial and Morrow Jones, and they are so cute together. I love them, and it took the whole first book pretty much for them to get together, but once they did, there was nothing getting between these two boys. And in the second book, Morrow even gets kidnapped and tortured pretty much, and Ian was right there the whole time when he came back. He, mm -hmm. I, just, I love him. Um, So it was really really nice that was kind of how I got into um the more of a series and that's kind of when I figured out I love standalone I really do but I'm gonna go for I'm more of your series gal because I love standalone I honestly do but I mean I love characters and I love staying with those characters like <laughs> the excitement when you find out that a um two book group is becoming a three book <clears throat> six of crows mm -hmm. It's definitely, it's enjoy the little things. It's like a kid in a candy store. Yes. I mean, you definitely have to savor every aspect of the stories you enjoy. I mean, you enjoy them for a reason, right? Yeah, and then there's me rereading them 50 times. <laughs> um, I think also another thing I really like about that particular writer, and this is probably why she's my favorite, mm -hmm. is that a lot of writers aren't like me and I say that with respect for them more respect than I do myself because I'm a little bit weird and crazy with I don't stick to one genre I have I have books in the planning about kidnapping um serial killers and then I have your books that are sweet and fluffy I love the big diverse diversity of it because I love being able to say well I'm in the mood for this kind of book like at this moment I'm writing multiple books at the same time and I have a mob boss I have a demon one I have another demon one I have a vampire one and then I have ones where like it's werewolf and it's completely fluffy like there's nothing bad about it and then you have like no harmless where they're mob boss and if you touch his partner 
he has he will literally kill you and I love him because he's not usually like that but the one person that did mess with him his partner threatened to kill him so you really got to appreciate how protective that is and I just love that about him and I also Mm -hmm. do love bad boys so writing about them I really kind of is like I can relate to this because these are what I like my partners like yeah so, are you reading anything else, or are you... Oh, what, what am you, I? What are you going to talk about? Are you talking about something you plan to read next, or... Um, so, currently I'm reading... I'm also reading um, Crooked Kingdom, which... Oh my gosh, guys, it is so good. I love... My favorite character is probably Wylan. I know all, <laughs> all the Kaz people are going to be hating me. But Kaz can be a little jerk, and I love him so much. But you some, love Kaz or you love Wyland? Both of them. All of the characters. I love all these characters. I'm their mother. But I can definitely say that Wyland and Jesper are probably my two favorites. And I just... I can't not love them. Because, you know, Kaz has gone through a lot. And his background is so good, and it's so well done. And you just... Not really pity him, because he hates being pitied, so I would never pity him. But you can kind of, like, understand, like, what he's gone through. And I like it because there's a straight ship that is going on, and then there's a slow burn, and then you have Jesper and Wyland, who I swear, people are like, it's not a slow burn, but I swear it's a slow burn. I swear it is... It, I'm on the second book, guys, and they're they're still not together. And I'm like really hoping. I'm like, okay, guys, let's let's go. Get, at least kiss. <laughs> at least kiss, please. <laughs> the begging of it, but I really like them together, and it's so good because something ends up happening to Wylan that's like life changing. And Jesper was there the whole time for it. It just it is so sweet. And then you got Kaz, who's like, you know. If the person I love gets kidnapped, all I care about is money. Which, Damn. that's just that's just an appearance. I know it is. Because, like, when you have Kaz's chapters, you can definitely tell that it's more than that. But that's how he wants them to appear. And, like, when you're in, like, Jesper's mind, you're like, really? <laughs> really, Kaz? But don't judge Kaz by his cover. He is actually a really good character and really sweet when it comes to certain things. Um... He did threaten a child in the second book, um, threatened to push her down the stairs and make it look like she broke her neck, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, Kaz, because I was not expecting that, but it's a definitely really good. And then, of course, I'm reading manga, which I'm currently waiting for the newest book of Black Butler to come out, because I haven't finished the one that I have that is the last one. Just yet, because I hate being left on cliffhangers. Yeah, I leave all my readers on cliffhangers because I'm mean. But it is... I love... I love Sebastian. I cannot help it. He is so... (laughs) I was gonna say sweet, but then I thought about it for a second. He's such a good character, though. And I will say no hate, but I I do want Seal and Sebastian together. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge me. I know it's age gap, but I love them together and I love their relationship because, like, Ciel is engaged to Elizabeth, who's his fiance, and she's been his fiance the whole series. But, but she pretty much, like, kind of cut it. Yeah. A, like, where I am, she's kind of, like, cut it off. She's like everybody, I think, trying to get in a relationship right now in this time. Yeah. Cuts it off. Yeah, because, well, CL is kind of like he's in COVID. He's very distant. He's like, I don't want anything to do with you all. I want my butler, and that's it. Cuts off everyone else. But, I mean, when you find out what CL's gone through, like, understandable. Mm -hmm. I will say I was very mad at him when I found out how their contract was formed, because you kind of find it out, but you don't really hear about the whole contract terms and conditions and all of that which mm-hmm. I can recite just so everyone knows because I'm obsessed but it is just it it amazed me honestly because he was just so different than what he is now right now he's just so sweet and caring and like how you kind of think of him and like mm-hmm. even in the anime which is where I started like he can be kind of mean like in season two 
Uh, Claude. Mm-hmm. But I, I hate him. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but I cannot stand that spider. I'm terrified of spiders, and he is just not nice. I hate him. Um, but there was definitely a big, big bridge from book one to book 29 mm-hmm. and, like, 28. There was a very, very, very big bridge because he was all, like, oh, I, like, all... I'm okay with dealing t- with taking this slow because I know CL can be pretty jumpy because it was past. Nope. Nope. At the, at the very, very beginning of the relationship, he's like, okay, listen, little brat, this is how things are going to be done. If you don't like it, well, then get over it pretty yeah. much. Kind of like how people would describe Azuru Kamakura, which I don't think that he's like that, but that's just my personal opinion because he's my baby and I've adopted him and I love him. From Danganronpa, guys, if you're not following, she's jumping character to character. I'm sorry. I I am in so many different fandoms that it just, you never know exactly what I'm dealing with. Even our parents, I'll start talking about one. They're like, wait, so this anime? And I'm like, no, this one. And they're just so confused. (laughs) And I love them for trying so hard. They're so proud of themselves when they remember one thing. And it's just so... Because there will be one time that they'll remember a character, but they won't remember the fandom. And I can't be mean and tell them that it's the wrong fandom. Because they're just so proud of themselves for actually remembering yeah. the name and remembering who it is. And it's so adorable. Especially when Carrie, uh, mom, does it. Because we'll be sitting there and I'll have a picture of them up because I'm working on an edit or something. And she'll be like, oh, is that this one? And she'll get it right. And I'll be like, yeah. And she'll be so proud of herself. Yeah. And it's so adorable. And telling her no would be like kicking a puppy. And so you just feel like that's how parents think. Though. They're like, uh, yes, your artwork is beautiful, honey. And, it <laughs> and then there's the mommy piece of shit ever but they would never tell you that see i was the one that said i'm gonna try not to cuss but i'm just gonna stop now because you've dropped two cuss words in the time that i've been worried to... i've been trying to be a good person but yeah cussing that. doesn't really make you a bad person does it like yes but not yeah really um there's worse things to be boom boom Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my little clicking guns action and then there's mommy who literally puts all of my artwork on the fridge and I'm like, take it down. She, our mother is a teacher. One of our moms is. And she puts everything of my artwork in her classroom. It is horrible. She has things up from when I was three. And she goes, isn't it so beautiful? And I'm like, it's hideous. I'm going to burn it. But see, we'll never understand that motherly. Because we don't want kids. We don't want kids. We've seen kids nowadays and no thank you. They're they're scary. I also would not want to be raising a child in the world we live in right now. Yeah. I feel like. Well, maybe not even like. I could see myself maybe having one kid and that kid being my everything. But that's about it. Like, no... I can't picture a kid. I want to travel. Like, I can't picture a kid either. But I feel like if I had, like, if I were to get pregnant and I had no choice, I would probably take care of it. (laughs) I would (laughs) take care of it. (laughs) I wouldn't be like some people. But if I were to ever have a kid, I would need to have a partner. I, I, there was, there is no way I'd be doing it as a single parent. I would need a partner because I'm already unstable as it is. I may not be then, but at this point of life, I don't think I'm going to get much more stable, uh, mentally wise, like maybe like financially, but like mentally wise, um, like I said, I'm a writer. I'm a little crazy and I'm weird. So (laughs) (laughs) I'd be giving my kids some weird anime name, but like Azuru, naming your child Azuru. <laughs> this is Azuru, everyone. No, not again. Calls K. I named my child Azuru, okay? Seriously? Seriously, Liberty? I, I can see it happening. So, since you were almost finished with your other book, can we plan that you're going to be reading another one? Oh, yes. By next week, guys? Next week's <laughs> episode. <laughs> next week's episode, maybe. Um... Well, I do actually have the next book planned, and it's called The Guardian by Mary Holmes, and I think, I think, I'm not so sure because um, I've read some of her summaries, and I've read the book, and her summaries are really, really good, but they're also really good at misleading you and saying, 
Mm. It's this and making you think. Maybe it's just because I'm weird and my mindset's different. Making you think it's going to be this and then you read it and it's like, oh. Plot twist, guys. You <laughs> have to have it. They're the only thing that keeps you going in a book. Let me yes, and I really wish I could do more plot twists than I do. Like, I do really good plot twists, but I tell you guys about them before I do them because <laughs> I am one of those people that when it comes to my family and they'll see me writing and I'll show them the cover and they'll be like, oh, that's really good. What's this one about? And I'll start rambling off and telling them about the plot twist. I'm really trying not to give you any plot twist from the contract second book because that one's it's so dear, <laughs> and I just can't because it's going to be a really big one, and you might hate me afterwards. Nah. Floyd's going to. Floyd is going to hate it, which is a character in that book, and he's going to be very mad at his partner, but he'll get over it. He's already mad at her. So, The Guardian. Yes. That's um, what you said, right? Yes. It's, I think, I know that they go into an alternate reality, because they're being chased by this creepy guy, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Being chased by a creepy guy. Is that code word for coronavirus? Being chased by a creepy guy. It's code for, for whenever our brothers come home. Oh. <laughs> we do not have a good relationship with our brothers. Let's just state that now. Um, but I think he rescues a dog. And he names his dog Joe. And I love it. Joe. Because that's not even his real name. Because it already tells you what his real name is. And I cannot even, like, how would you pronounce this, do you think? Ewan? Maybe? Like, all I can think of when you say Ewan is Erwin. (laughs) (laughs) Eyebrows. But, it's, he's he's a guardian from the alternate dimension. And, um, so he takes him to this other one. And I think he's, like, a shifter, which is, like, pretty much a werewolf, but much cooler and much better. The ones I prefer reading and writing about. But I think that's what he is. He may be a dog shifter, though, because I think that he's supposed... To, like, what I imagine when I see this guy is a German shepherd. <laughs> that's what I imagine when I see him, is a German shepherd. That. Unless this is actually a werewolf guy. If which, you guys look up The Guardian by Mary Combs, you should be able to see this cover and know what she's talking about. Yeah, um, unless it's really weird. I don't know. I got this for Christmas, so I didn't order it. So I honestly don't know what one it has on. Like Goodreads or something? Yeah, I don't, I'm not so sure. Um, all I know is that it's like, it's a drawn out picture. It's an illustration. And one guy has a blue purplish shirt with tan hair. Not tan, sorry, orange. And the other one has darker skin, black hair. Or is that brown? Brown, I think. I don't know. With a brown vest and, like, a, like... He's almost like a peasant blouse. Like, a like an I thought of, medieval like, time, Bible like... kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not yeah, really a religion I mean... person. I only know pictures. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what, but I know it's gonna probably be good, because almost all of her... Bu- I, I say almost all of her books I've read are good. There was one book, the last one I read by her... That I was kind of worried because, it, like, the summary talks about an old man. And I was like, oh, I can deal with age gap, but not if one's, like, 80-something and the other one's, like, 20-something. Because, like, <laughs> that's different than what I'm used to. I'm okay with some age gap, but some of it I'm like, oh, no, wait, yeah. wait. When they're past age 80, I'm like, wait, hold up. Oh, like come usually on. They when gotta they- get love, too. Like, usually <laughs> past age 60, I start going, mm, nope, and ship, and I don't ship elderly. Like, I wa- I like elderly people <laughs> together, but, like, I don't personally <laughs> go into a fandom going, oh, what's these old people I can have? <laughs> I don't do that. Well, like, all of my, I mean, I don't know who does. All of my character, weird people, all of my character, no hate, though, all of my characters in my book are, like, under age 30. Yeah. Most of my characters I write about are like 16, 17, 18. Which would make sense for you. Which are doing way more mature things than they should be. But. So okay. are 16, 17, and 8 year olds. I don't need so to know what my go. friends are doing at this time. I don't want to know. That's not none of my business. And I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm not a. I have two friends. I have two friends that I will count as friends other than my teachers. <laughs> I'm a teacher's kid, so therefore I am friends with the teachers because I know that I know how to talk to teachers. 
and they love me and I love them. They're very good. Um, and my two friends, both are anime people, both are very innocent compared to me, which is very fun because I'll start talking about something that's not very innocent and it'll go right over their head and I will love it because then they'll go, wait, wait, were you talking about this? And I'm like, yes, I was. It is so funny and my friend one of my friends just will stare at me Kay will just stare at me and just shake their head with like so much disappointment <laughs> so much disappointment but not really like yes uh, like yes. not really disappointment like I've asked Kay are you disappointed in me actually I have three friends let's correct that I have three friends gotta count these in there um but Kay is just like why am I even friends with you anymore um, but, yeah, we torture each other enough, I think. They'll get me into anime that makes me cry, like Devilman Crybaby and Dangerrampa. And they'll, I'll call them crying and saying, look what you did! And they will sit there and be like, I'm sorry, I needed someone to get into the fandom! And so that's pretty much my place in this friendship, as going into fandoms and getting my heart broken. And giving them amusement. But I, I get amusement by torturing them, pretty much, with being inappropriate. And then my other friend just complains because they they think that they know more than they know and that's so adorable because I don't explain it because I'm uh, I'm inappropriate but explaining it to people when it's my friends I get a little bit awkward and I'm like mm, not going to new because like fan fictions I've written because I do write fan fictions as well and books I've written there will be some things in there that I'll start talking about to them and they will have no idea what it is no idea. And I'm like, you know what? Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's it... Just be glad you don't know. Yeah. I, and I say, don't look it up and don't ask your parents. <laughs> don't look it up and don't ask your parents because um, I don't want your parents mad at me. But, and then my other friend, my third friend, uh, they know more than I do. They honestly know more than I do because there have been times I've had to ask them what something is. And then they tell me, and they're like, this is so weird. <laughs> but I I love them. They, they we're, we're really close. We've been friends for six or seven years. We've been friends for a long time. Um, and they call me a bitch all the time. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm used to being called that. But we go back and forth, and it's just, it's, they're, they're definitely we're really close and we haven't been really talking that much because um of my anxiety and all of that with COVID and everything but they're really they're really nice and they really are good to talk to when they actually answer their phone <laughs> my friends and I were horrible at answering I'm probably the best out of any of my friends who actually answer my phone because I always have it okay so moving on <laughs> McKenna what is your next book or one of the other ones you're reading well the other book that i am primarily reading right now is the midnight library by matt haig um i'm not very far along into it but so far it's really hooked me in um actually i'd started reading the library of the unwritten by aj hackwith but i don't know i'm having a hard time getting into it it's different than i thought it would be like i knew what it was about but it's a lot more of a fantasy than I had anticipated. And it that's fine. It's just not generally my normal genre. So it takes me a lot to get into it. And I'm only like mm, 20% in, I'd say, safely. Like, that's about where I am. But I started several other books since then. So the Midnight Library is really... I'm not as far in, but it's really hooked me a lot more. Considering... <laughs> that, I guess that's good. Yeah. I was not expecting you to turn and start looking at me for... <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were going to say something. No, no, not really. Um, But, no, it's really good. It's about this woman who... Uh, I think she killed herself. But then she gets the opportunity... She goes to the Midnight Library, which is kind of the in-between worlds. And she gets the opportunity to change a regret in her life. And see what her life would be like if she would have changed that one decision. And she gets to live in that life. And if she doesn't like it, then she gets sent back to the Midnight Library until she finds one 
she wants or just goes on and doesn't get to continue living. But so far, it's really interesting to see what her alternate life would have been like for her first one. So is she just going through and seeing what it would have been like or does she get to choose and stay with one? Um. Well, so my understanding is she she goes to the library and she's talking to the mm-hmm. librarian and she's like, okay, you get to look at your book of regrets and then you can choose and I will go and get that book for you. And when she does that, she says, okay, start living in this life. And once you're dissatisfied and truly disappointed, you will just naturally be sent back. And so that's, she starts out getting to choose what she wants to change. And I think each time she goes back, she's like, okay, eh, that didn't really work. Let's, let's go with this and see how. And once she's satisfied, she just stays there, essentially, is what I think happens. So she gets to pretty much continue on that life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's never been different because technically it's an alternate reality, an alternate lifeline. Um, so she actually has lived that life, just a different version of herself, not the self from where she was originally, where her, where her mental, like, yeah, yeah I know what you mean, pretty much like Danganronpa. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much like Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. But... So I've kind of been alternating between reading that and reading, um... Midnight Liber? No, Across the Green Across the Green Grass Fields. But I actually left Across the Green Grass Fields at work the other day, so I had to kind of be like, okay, I guess I'm reading the Midnight Library today, which is fine, but... What, you did? Yeah, I did. I left it at work, and... So it's still at work right now? No, I have it. It oh. was Thursday, and then we had Friday, so I was able oh, to okay. get it. Okay, I was like, wait... <laughs> I thought you had it. Yeah, no, when we were leaving, I was like, okay, do I have the book? I'm like, I made sure because I didn't want to go the entire weekend without it. Yeah. So that I'd be able to read this weekend, which I haven't done a whole lot of as much as I anticipated. You've been listening to your sister scream about anime in the living room. <laughs> it's okay. You, you've you been listening to me burst my, my lungs out. It's okay. And <laughs> getting ready for classes and everything. Yeah. Yep. I'm I mean, procrastinating to- about writing. <laughs> I'm trying to get in as much reading as possible before classes start because I know once those start, there my will be time will be yeah. a lot less. Yeah, no, I know that from going through classes right now with mine that there there is very little time for reading and writing, mainly because as soon as I'm done with classes, reading's relaxing, but I I'm very I watch anime first because yeah. it because then I can do other stuff with it. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm like working on stuff for class, I'll just start watching anime. And so I really should be listening to my audiobooks more, but I've just been watching anime and screaming about that and getting sidetracked. Yeah. Because those characters I'm like I want to just cuddle up with you and not <laughs> <It's so easy laughs> not have to, to do. do class. It's so easy to get in that mindset. Yeah, it is. It really is, especially with the animes that I watch. Mhm. For sure. Is that a wrap-up? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this first episode went pretty successful. Yeah. Maybe next episode we won't get me going on a tangent every five minutes. (laughs) I'm trying, guys, but sometimes... Thanks for tuning in to our first official episode of page turners where we talked about books we're reading books we are planning on reading and everything in between pretty much bye people of the world make sure you tune in next week on page turners